Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at BTOsports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast. Featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. My name's Steve Mathis, of course. Hey, BTOsports.com, proud sponsors of the uh BTO Sports KTN team with Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, and Davey Millsaps next year. And uh, we'll talk to our guest about that a little bit. And uh, also uh, use the code PULPMX when you're checking out to save money with those guys. Great guys. have been a big part of us, a uh, big part of our show for a long time. We appreciate it. Fox Racing, of course, a global innovation leader for motocross racewear. Uh, brand new stuff coming out this year. Uh, the Flex Air. Dungy Rocks and Flex Air allows unrestricted mobility on the bike with Fox's True Motion 4-Way Stretch Fabric. For more information, check out foxhead.com. Visit your local authorized Fox dealer. If your dealer doesn't have Fox, I suggest you switch dealers and, uh, and yeah, deal with that. So like I said, Steve Mathis, uh, as usual, with me in studio for this one. He's in town in Las Vegas after the uh, Utah National. Former factory Yamaha rider, former world supercross champion, stuntman galore, anything that the, in motocross industry, this guy's done it, seen it, been it, or been a part of it. Gentleman Jim Hawley. What's up, Jim? That's <laughs> ah, good to be here. You know, we always talk and you say, hey, you know, if you're ever in town, I, I say, yeah. I'd love to do the show. I'll come by. And uh, I was able to put it together, you know, coming back from Utah. And, right. uh, a couple other firsts. I went to Zion uh, National Park uh, yesterday. I've never done that. Okay. Uh, never been to the Grand Canyon on the north side. On the south side, I have. Yeah. So I had a bunch of Japanese guys uh, up in Japan with me. Uh, Moto Sani makes a lot of graphics for all the factories, uh, HRC and Yamaha. Uh-huh. And Speaking Suzuki. of which, Tomita, Tomita, Japanese rider, did yeah, well. Very yeah. well, very well. Yeah. He had a 13-13 for 12th like that, overall. Yeah. I mean, it was good. Uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate that he had that problem uh, the week before in Unadilla mm-hmm. where he uh, cut his hand and had yep. to get some stitches and things like that. But, I mean, Washugal, he also had a, a 14th overall, nice. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Now, is Tomita, uh, does he win MX2 in Japan? Yeah. He, okay, he, so he's... He's the up-and-comer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, he's the next guy to take the uh, slot, I feel, in my opinion, uh, over Akira Narita right. because Narita, 10-time Japanese national getting champion. Getting older, right? Getting older, and, you know, he, the, I think Honda's kind of switching him over. He's already testing and riding the, the 17 model okay. in the Japan Grand Prix over there. Yeah. He's not in the hunt to win the championship. He won't win his 11th He hurt his leg, year. right? Hurt his leg. Hurt his leg. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, his injuries start to play a big factor into that. Right. Um, well, hey, uh, thanks for coming. So thank you. Uh, it's awesome to have you here. Uh, one of the great guys in the sports. In the sport, like I said, former factory rider and uh, – I guess, uh, first off, well, I don't touch on it too much. We'll deal with it on the Pulp Show. Uh, but thoughts on Utah, like Dunge going 1-1, Kenny, and that 250 title chase. First of all, let me ask you this. Blatant, obvious help from Plessinger moving over and Webb moving over for Jeremy Martin. Now, Martin's faster. He probably would have got him anyways. Do you, as a former, your old school as old school gets, and former racer, do you have any problem with teammates doing that kind of stuff to help you out? Uh, not really. I mean, I had to do it, you know, when Glover was going against the uh, Wardy for the championship okay. in 85. I yeah. mean, they just said, you know, whatever you do, uh, you make it hard for Jeff to get around you. And if Brock's around you, make sure that you, yeah. you make it easy as possible for him to get around you. Right. I mean, that's they don't tell you to, you know, lay down or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, yeah. it, you're fighting for, you know, if Cooper Webb can't get the championship, then let's help the team get yeah. the championship. Yeah, and, I think uh, there's no problem with it, like myself. Like, yeah. As long as you don't make it, you know. Like if you start weaving over and hitting Marvin, now I got a problem. You right, know, right. but yeah. So well, and I noticed in practice too that he went out right when Marvin went out. Yeah, you know, there's yeah, little head yeah. games going on there and stuff like that. I didn't do that, but I just, you know, it, yeah. it, it's it's part of the game and that's how it's played. It's it's nothing in, in Major League Baseball or something when the pitcher you know hits one of your star uh, batters mm-hmm. out there. Well, you know, the retaliation's the yeah. next inning. You better hit the other guy. You know, right. and it's just. 
how the game's played. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. And other thoughts on Utah? What do you what do you what do you think? You know, that, I'd never been there, and yeah. I had an opportunity to go with, like I said, the Japanese kids, a couple guys that I'm working with, uh, uh, Yusei Otsuka and Kai Okamura. Um, they're amateur uh, intermediate kids, and mm-hmm. they've never been to a, a professional race. Actually, Yusei has, but Kai hasn't. So they wanted to come up here. Hitoshi uh, Toria wanted to come up here and a couple other guys. So, you know, I flew up, met him up there, but yeah. I heard a lot of good things about it. But then I heard that, you know, that first year they had it yeah. there with the wind and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That was horrible, even on TV. But uh, yeah. I think the facility is excellent. I mean, just the, the pit area and the, the garages and the paddock and the mm-hmm. press car. I mean, just state of the art. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the track, uh, you know, I was a spectator, so a little bit hard for me. Yeah. I had to walk around. But that's traditional out in the outdoors. Yeah. You're not going to get a good seat like a stadium supercross. Super yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think everybody's got to deal with the track. I don't know if everybody liked it. I heard a lot of comments. Well, it's hard in places. It's soft in other ones. It's ruddy. But I thought it was plenty wide enough. I thought they prepared it. You know, you saw in between the races them disking up and watering yeah. and things like that. So it's still motocross. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, back in my day, you know, we were lucky if we, we got a little water on the track. I mean, <laughs> I you know, know, I mean, Washougal, Washington one year, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, it was so dusty in the back. I was running fourth and had a great finish overall. My bike seized. And I think that year, I would say about 10 guys sucked in silt yeah. so and blew their motors Right through up. the filters and everything. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. I think the tracks are prepared great and, to this year. And uh, I saw a race where you were the color guy, Hangtown 90 or 91. And it was a crap hole. It was as hard as concrete and dusty. Yeah. And that's what it used to be. That's a national. Yeah, so, that, yeah. That, it's an outdoor. Deal with it, guys. Yeah. Just turn <laughs> the throttle on. It's, it's the same for everybody. Right, right. Um, hey, the uh, most people, what's, what's funny is, I mean, I grew up watching you race rollerball. We, we'll probably get into that at some point. I can't help it. You know me and rollerball. Oh, yeah. Uh, there he is up there. I see that. Right. There's a jersey of his. Greatest rider. I, I've seen the back of that jersey on many oh, occasions. You bet man. you have. You know I have, you have. I have. I have. Um, okay. So, anyways, <laughs> I know you as a former factory rider and, and, you know, one of the guys right underneath the cusp of the RJs and Mortys and, like, yep. a, you know, a really great rider. Anyways. Now a lot of people know you from Supercross Live. Yeah. Uh, this is what you've been doing for a while now. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, you guys, a couple years ago now, gone into the live calling practices. Uh, you were a webcast partner with Wygant forever. I think that the uh, – look, I've criticized Feld a lot over the years for different things. Uh, but you've got to give props where props is due. This Supercross Live program they're doing is awesome for fans. You call practice. You and Andy Boyer, uh, you did an outside studio show at some point in Vegas, I think. But uh, are you having fun doing it? Do you still like doing that show? And talk about that a little bit. Well, I, I mean, the thing about it is you, you, you can ask Jason Wagon the same thing. I told him, when, when I hang up my, my broadcasting uh, microphone yeah. is when I'm not having fun. Yeah. I'm still having fun. Yeah. I, you don't need I, the I money. You don't need the no, money. No, <laughs> I don't need the money. I'm okay, but I, I really enjoy right. going to the races and seeing it. And I really like trying to build something and help people out. Mm-hmm. And, and we've taken that show, and like you said, uh, this year in MetLife Stadium for the New York Supercross. I mean, we're right out there with the fans. Yeah. Uh, I, I like a college that, game day style thing. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, San Francisco uh, Levi Stadium, actually yeah. Santa Clara. Uh, we were out with the fans there, and, and I really like that aspect, and that's something new that we did this year, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's pretty much going to be all 16 rounds that we do the broadcast for for the okay. Monster Energy Supercross will be out uh, in the pits. Outside. Yeah, and, and, and there's things that we have to adjust. I mean, obviously, when you're out there and you're out in the sun, we need cover over yeah. our head, and we need the, the monitors to have uh, covers on them because of the glare. We can't really see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're working on that, but uh, I but think all it. in all, yeah. Yeah, I'm having a great time. Andy's doing a great job. And yeah, what, how'd you – brand new partner for you, Boyer, this year. How'd that go? It went, went really well. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think that, you know, we, we I, I got to give it up to Dave Prater and, and Todd Gendro. Um, you know, they, they green-lighted us to have a rehearsal. I, yeah. I, I, I told our producer, and she's not with us this year. She went to GoPro, uh, Colleen Kessler. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I told her, look, if we're going to do it, you know, what are all the guys doing right now in October and November? They're testing and they're rehearsing and they're getting their things ready for January. Yeah, we yeah. need to do the same thing as yeah. a broadcaster if we're going to do it. I'm working with Andy. I know Andy. He, but there's certain yeah. things that you need to do Absolutely. in a broadcast booth that you need to right. learn with the guy. So we did a mock show in Burbank, California. They flew there to okay. the hill, and we all went there, and we met, and we did a two-day rehearsal thing. Nice, and I yeah. think it helped out tremendously. Sure. Um, you know, uh, there was a couple things where we had some issues, but uh, we worked through it. Yeah. And uh, that's just growing pains like anything else. When you produce a new motorcycle, yeah. you're going to have problems yeah. with it. And same thing with the show. Boyer will be back next year. 
Absolutely. Okay, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, Kevin Barnett, who did a great job also. Uh, he's more he's busy with NBC Sports and doing volleyball. That's his expertise is the volleyball world. When he was gone, when before Boyer, it was rough, judging by my Twitter feed, uh, because you don't have the same sort of chemistry with the dude week in and week out. Well, I, I, I look at it like this, and I, I tell everybody the same thing in, in, the, in the thing. You know, it's like going to – a race with a different mechanic each, yeah, each weekend. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't do that. You, yeah. you got to have some consistency, and you got to know how what makes this other guy tick, and and when to come in, and, and when to go out, and when to lay out, and when to back off. And yeah. if you have a different guy each time, it's very hard to get that consistency. Yeah, no, it worked out well. Um, and like, yeah, so you're still enjoying it, still like traveling and all that. Like, well, yeah. I don't like traveling. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, last year I, I thought it was great that uh, you know we had back to back Atlanta's. I was able to stay you on stay the back, East yeah. Coast. Yeah, yeah, my family's uh, from. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I went okay. and saw Takeshi Koikeda. I went by. Oh, yeah, GNCC yeah. racer now. <laughs> yeah, so I went by and saw his family there, and I got a little nervous because it was snowing when I woke up Thursday morning. I was going to drive in on Friday. I go, you know what, Takeshi? I got to get down. I went to Koi Gibbs. I went by the Gibbs. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Toyota Yamaha race team over there. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, I mean, I did yeah. a lot of things, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying myself now. I mean, I'm getting older. I'm 55 now, yeah. so I, I, I take life a little bit differently now, right. and, and it's, it's not a rush. And uh, I don't know. It, I always say this to all of my friends who know my close friends. If I had to do, and I count the, uh, well, it's the two Anaheims this year okay, in yeah. 2016, the yeah. two San Diegos, this, that, the Vegases, yeah. the, the Oaklands, the San Francisco. If we had to do those and they were on the East Coast, I don't know if I could do it, yeah, to be honest. Because it's just, a short flight and it's easy and everything well, else. Well, yeah. short, I drive. Yeah, I no, drive but I mean Oak, Oakland and, and all that kind of I stuff. I drive to Oakland. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, I drive to oh, Oakland. Oh, shit, okay. So you, yeah. in Phoenix you drive? One time and, yeah. I took the Amtrak train to Oakland. <laughs> And then I took the barn underneath. I mean, I'm trying different things. Yeah, you know, yeah, I just okay. get tired of the same old thing. Uh, now, I, I I don't know. Like, obviously, as a, you know, you raced your whole life, and and that's how you that's how you made your money. And I don't know what made you good at broadcasting. I, I remember seeing you, like I said earlier, early '90s. You were next to Despain or Myers doing some outdoors, and you've always kept busy doing it um, throughout. And I brought you up to Montreal one year uh, for the Supercross. You were my color guy. And I told Wagon, I'm like, look, I'm not really a, a broadcaster. I don't really know how to you know, do this kind of stuff. And, and I'm going to be the play-by-play -play guy. Jim's the analyst. Wagon's like, dude, whatever you get stuck in, throw it to Holly. If you don't know what's going on, throw it to Holly. Because he can talk about anything and make it make sense and be entertaining. Sure enough, something came up where I was running the board or somebody was texting me about being a guest. And... I threw something to you, and you just covered me. You just you were you're good at it, is what I'm saying. And how'd you get good at it? You, you know, I, I got to give a lot of it to uh, you know, like you said, Larry Myers, and, and I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, Dennis uh, uh, Dennis Torres. Okay. Uh, he produced a lot of the shows okay. that we were doing back then, and uh, you know, he said, "Hey, Jim, this is like a race. You got to yeah. fight for the mic because Myers is getting older. He's not going to give it up to you. You, yeah. you got to get in there, and you got to hustle for it." I remember one time uh, we were doing a voiceover, and first time I'm in the studio, and uh, we're at Lynx in Atlanta. I mean, and, you're still uh, kind of racing at this point, right? You're like sort of yeah, racing. Little, yeah, a little, yeah. little bit, little right. but I'm testing the waters because there again, I, I love the sport so much yeah. that I wanted to try to stay in it. I just didn't want to like leave the sport that was good to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I owe a lot to to motorcycle racing. I mean, you got to look at it. I, I'm a kid from Southern California. You know, I'm hyperactive. I was on Ritalin and stuff yeah. and pills. I mean, if it wasn't for motorcycles, I would have been in jail probably because right. that's that's my mentality. And yeah. people close to me who know me, um, you, you know, they know how I am. I mean, I'm pretty yeah. focused and drive. And if I say I'm going to do something, I'm there and I'm yeah. I'm going to do it. You know. And uh, but anyhow, so but uh, this one time. Larry was announcing it was the Southwick National, yep. and he's going, and look at those boobs there on that girl, Holly. What do you think? <laughs> and I just went, I ran with it. I go, you know, Larry, those are very nice. They're, they're almost as soft as the sand. And right then and there, I kind of knew that, hey, man, I, I can do this. Yeah, you can do I, it. I, I rolled yeah. it. And then they all laughed. And, of course, you know, we can go back and recut and yeah. re-edit yeah. and, and redo that piece. Right, right. And, and, but I really enjoyed I, I really enjoyed when I was working for Jason uh, the XM radio uh, yeah. broadcast that okay. we did in, in Sirius Radio. Yeah. I, I really enjoy live you know, play by yeah. play. I like to, you know, like we're doing now, I like to paint the picture. You, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, we're in Vegas. It's 115 
degrees out. It's sunny. It's bright. You got to describe that. Yeah. You got three type of broadcasters. You have the television broadcasters who only really can describe what they see on the screen because yeah. that's all their audience is. Yeah. Then you have the house announcer with. Yeah, like the number one rule of being a TV guy is don't don't. Tell, don't tell a viewer anything they can't see. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I made that mistake uh, when I got into the booth when David and Art Ekman were working it. Okay. David Bailey and Art. Uh, David couldn't make a couple, so I filled in. And yeah. I started running the other way. And they're going, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, you yeah. Only, and that was my first time. And right. I, I learned a lot with that. And that helped me in the, in the radio okay. side of but things. So three kinds of people. Yeah, three yeah. kinds. And then, like you said, you, you got the out, You know, the people that are in the stadium that you're talking to those guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking to somebody all over the world. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy that aspect. Like like yeah. here today, yeah. we're all over the world. Um, yeah, the, uh, the the sort of like a baseball. Like I listen to baseball on the radio now. I've gotten into baseball the last couple of years. I don't know why, but nothing else going on. Hockey hasn't started. NFL hasn't started. So, yeah, you, you can hear the guys on the radio. They're – they're different than the TV guys. They're trying to bring you the atmosphere of the park and everything. Well, and, and another guy, I mean, he's not a motorcycle guy, but, uh, you know, he just passed away, Don Meredith. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was a football guy, made yeah. the transition into the booth. Uh, Danny I listen, Don. I, I listen to a lot of uh, Troy Aikman now and things yeah. like that. I listen to a lot of guys, and, and I think with the Internet and, and all these uh, networks that have all mm-hmm. these other shows, like you got yeah. the MLB Network and you got Pedro Martinez and all these ex-players yeah. and stuff in the NFL and the NFL Network and all yeah. that. I really listen to a lot of those, and believe it or not, I still listen to them, even though, yeah, I'm okay at the broadcasting booth. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm good. I, 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 good. I, yeah. I know my motorcycles, right. and uh, so I, I really, uh, I still listen to it. And uh, I think a lot of stuff that uh, I listen to too is when I was going over to Japan. There was uh, uh, NPR News. Oh yeah, and I yeah, used yeah. to listen to a lot right. of that when I was in Japan because. There was no MTV yeah, and there yeah. was no CNN back in the day when I was going to Japan <laughs> racing and testing. So uh, I had to listen to a lot of that stuff, uh, you know, on the Armed Forces Network. Um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, this pulp show that I do and this this Racer X podcast, got Moto 60 show, fan, like people, this, this medium of audio, which you wouldn't think would be growing because we're in an age of 65-foot plasma TVs and, you know, visual age iPads and things like that. But yet this this antiquated media of of, of Audio only is growing. These podcast things is, is growing. Like it's the next generation. Yeah. I, I mean, and and I can attest that. Like I, I even called you too and gave you props the other day. Uh, my son uh, Jared Holly, he was he plays for UNM and he's the final year on his baseball scholarship uh-huh. contracted there. So we were driving and he was listening to his music and I can't stand some of his music. You know, he's a twenty year old kid. And I yeah. go, hey. I go, hey, can we get the podcast? To, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. you know the Pulp MX show on here. And man, the time just flies by when you're listening yeah. to something, you know, and, and you're really focused yeah, and, in on and driving. That's what you're into, right? Yeah. yeah I was Whether into it's it. baseball, moto, or crochet, whatever. Yeah. Well, Jared, now he knows everything about it. Was the the uh, Washugo podcast? Oh, yeah, so yeah, he yeah. knows everything that happened, <laughs> and it was cool. We we had the the bonding with uh, you know my son about yeah. he was asking me questions. Yeah, because you know all the dudes I'm talking to, a, you know those dudes. Yeah. yeah. And he was asking me like uh, you know JT was on. He was talking about the whoops. Like, hey, yeah. sometimes you can blitz them. Some years, some years you got to go two, two, yeah. two. Maybe you can get three out or whatever right right you know he was asking about all that kind of stuff so it was pretty cool you know in in my day in Washugo, we just pinned it yeah (laughs) um no it's good it's good you've created a nice little uh like second career for you here you know what i mean like a lot of racers at the end when the when no one wants to pay you to ride motorcycles anymore not much going on for a lot of guys and you've really besides your real estate investments and your japanese uh things you've been doing forever this broadcasting is i mean hasn't made you a ton of money but it's a nice it keeps me around yeah. the sport, like I said. Keeps I'm, young, I'm just a keeps big fan right. like you are, yeah. and, and all the listeners and all the fans that watch Supercross and uh, you know the outdoor nationals right. and stuff. I mean, I just really, I, I really, uh, I, I really like to see right. the sport grow. And if right. I can help it in any way, do that yeah. and give back to some of the, the sport that was good to me. Uh-huh. I'm all and about that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the work where you do with the Japanese. So, what year did you first head over there? Like what? What I, you were still racing? I was still racing because I mean this is in the early eighties. Okay. Um, so I mean I wasn't a factory guy until yep. the mid eighties or so. Yeah. And um, Yamaha screwed you, know, you, screwed you by the way. Well, we'll get into that. Yamaha we'll screwed into you. It later. Okay. All right. You should be so bitter. I, I, I was. You know, I'm not bitter. I, you I should have switched to Honda. I was paid to. Uh, I, well, the Honda. Okay. Anyways, all right. <laughs> but uh, I'm not dancing around the question. I, you I know, know. I, I agree. I should have had another factory ride. But, uh, you know, just because, you know, of like you said, everybody can't win the race. To stay with Yamaha after they dumped you when you did better. And, by the way, everyone knows the Hondas were a far superior motorcycle. Everyone knows that back then. 
you should have you should have said the giant middle finger to Yamaha, <laughs> and I'm buying red bikes, and I'm going to beat all your guys on red bikes. But see, I had a I had a master plan. Well, what's the master plan? If I would have did that, I don't think I could go down to Yamaha today and get motorcycles and parts. And I can still do that today. Nah. And I have good. You have, have a point there. You have a point me. there. But so still, I, I can still go down to Yamaha and walk into the place, right. and, and that makes me feel good. Nah, the loyalty. Should. They knew I was loyal. It could have been better on a Honda. <laughs> anyway, okay. So Japanese. So you go over there. You're racing. You know, you, it, it was you hard test for Yamaha. But like, how does? And obviously, like I remember, I started being a mechanic in '96. Your dad was bringing over. Who was it? '96, '97. Uh, I can't think of the name. Yamaha guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying uh, to remember Why, why am I drawing a blank now? Yeah, well, it happens when we get older. I, I, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> Who was the guy? He was good. He was uh, number 52 or something. Uh, uh, Koji Okahara? Okahara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. One, Koji. Uh, there's yeah. one guy that you well, brought, brought yeah, over. Yeah, like, uh, Kira Narita and Narita. all those guys. I mean, I've had a lot of go- – I've helped out a lot of Japanese guys. How does that relationship time? help? Like, you know, obviously they're paying you to help to help them and come over and race, and you're, you know the ropes, you know everybody. How does that happen? It, it started in the early 80s okay. uh, by a gentleman by the name of Hiro Sato. He was uh, really instrumental in getting me over to uh, – and Susumo Morioka, okay. who was uh, working with the magazine over there. They asked me to come over and do schools. Oh, okay. And in between, like, when we'd have a break, we only rode, uh, you know, 12 outdoor nationals mm-hmm. and 12 supercrosses. So there were some breaks in there. I, on a weekend off, I was over on a plane, you know, sitting my butt in a plane 12 hours and going yeah. and doing a two-day school and then jumping back on a plane. Really, huh? Heading okay. Back. So, so, yeah. so I built a good basis over there of fans and everything. Yeah. And then when I retired from racing, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sitting around and I'm twiddling the, my thumbs and Yamaha contacts me and he says, hey, we, we want to send over a couple of our top guys mm-hmm. and we want you to manage them and we want you and your dad, uh, your dad to be the mechanic and mm-hmm. we want to. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we have a plan. And, to, and like, plan help them worked. race Japanese better, to help them in Jap- Japan. Exactly. And they went yeah. back and they, they, they won championships. Uh, yeah. Takeshi Koikeda went over there. Uh, Koikeda's uh, the guy I was thinking. Yeah, Takeshi right, Koikeda, right. yeah. And, uh, he was probably the best. He was. I would he, say. He, yeah. he was yeah. really uh, determined and stuff. Yeah. Koji was the pioneer. Okay. He was one of the first guys to come over. Yeah. I mean, Koji, here in Las Vegas, I mean, he was riding against Stan. He broke both wrists in one heat race. Yeah. And I remember that, <laughs> that whole deal was a, a fiasco yeah. for me. I mean, I mean, you know, the poor guy, he, I mean, we, we can, we'll get into yeah. another show on that, okay. but, but, uh, he, uh, he was really, uh, the, the pioneer, but after that. So you're that, sitting at home and so, so to get you back to the main thing, you're, the sitting, at, you're sitting at home and you're Yamaha, like, Japan. yeah. And, and all of a sudden you're like, sure, I can do this. My dad can do it. And I can do it. And yep. The head guys, uh, Kenzo yeah. Kawachi and all the guys over at Yamaha in, in Japan called me and said, Jim, we, we need your help. I said, yeah, well, what's up? What do you need? We yeah. want to bring over guys and. We want you to manage the team and, and run everything and help the guys and, and train yeah. them and, and teach them. And, and uh, we want your dad to be the mechanic and yeah. everything. So, uh, yeah, okay, I put together a budget. You know, we use the same box fan that I yeah, used. Yeah, you know, you did, yeah. We, we put a new motor in it, new transmission and everything. I remember one year my dad, That's he cool. called me. Uh, this is before cell phones or anything. He called me at a pay phone. He was going across uh, to go to Millville, Minnesota. And on the box fan, the dual wheels in the back, halfway through uh, Montana, mm-hmm. he said he was driving. All of a sudden, the two wheels went flying across <laughs> the dunes there, and he called me and says, what do I do? So said, well, just hang tight. Let me, let me figure out what we're going to do here. Yeah. And, and he actually, uh, you know, got the van in, and, and you know, God bless yeah. my dad. I mean, he passed away. And, you know, yeah, uh, condolences on that, in, too. Uh, well, it happens yeah. part of life, but he, he lived a great life. He and, did. Uh, he did. He did but, a lot. <laughs> uh, he, 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 I called him, and, and he, he found a mechanic to do it, but it wasn't going to be done in time for him to go to the National yeah. in Millville right. to meet me in uh, Takeshi. So <laughs> he rented, I rented him a van. I said, look, go down to Hertz. They got this van. Yeah. They're going to take out the back seats. It was one of those little minivans. He puts, I go, just put the bike in there, a few parts, this and that. I talked to Keith McCarty. We could work out of the side of the, yeah. the factory truck and use their water and everything. Yeah, yeah. Did the national. I think Takeshi finished up maybe seventh or eighth right. that day. Had then he had to go all the way back and drop that van <laughs> off and pick hurts. up the box right. van and then head on back to another national yeah. on the East Coast. You know, so That's crazy. Uh, but it, it was good. But I mean, I really enjoy helping the guys out. I mean, it, 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 that's it, probably a fifteen-year thing for you. Ten years. Oh yeah, it may have, you yeah, know I mean? longer than that. And in sense, you're still doing it. You're still yeah. having no, I'm still having fun. Japanese buddies here, Moto sitting in my yeah, living room, right? Moto-san, now. Yeah, yeah Moto-san. Tunap, Tunap's his name. Yeah, yeah. Tunap, <laughs> sitting, chilling in my. You know, you're still helping these people. Yeah, you're still. I, I just got a big heart. I yeah. mean, I, you know, there was a lot of people that helped me in my career, and and you know, like I said, if I can give back and help other people, yeah. and, and you know, getting back to that thing, like you know, you talk about the rollerball and stuff, yeah. and we've talked about it, me and Ross. Uh, 
you know, when you're racing as a rider, you know, you're so caught up on everything and what, what you're doing and everything that you really don't pay attention to the people that are really helping you. you. You know they're helping you. You got your mechanic, you got this, the parts guy, blah, blah, blah. But when you really, truly know that somebody's helping you is when you retire from racing and you go back and you see a kid, uh, an amateur kid like mm-hmm. Yusei Otsuka. When I, a couple of years ago, we were up in uh, Washugo for Amateur Day. Uh-huh. And he went up there and he, he finished up. He won both days and he's up on the podium and stuff. That's when you can really lay back and appreciate yeah. it. Go, you know what? I helped that guy achieve yeah. his dream. He, he left his country, flew you know, across the ocean yeah. to race motorcycles. And, and, and yeah, you're and helping not, him And out. not only that, go to right. school. I, yeah. mean, you say, I, I got you saying when he was 14. I mean, who does that? Yeah, yeah. Sends over a kid 14 years old you know, from <laughs> Japan to live with Jim Holly. <laughs> you got to be nuts. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Uh, the things that that poor guy has But seen. when he got his license, <laughs> his driver's license, 100%. On the driving. Yeah, yeah. I said, you know what? We need to frame that because you are the first Asian that has ever got 100% probably in Los Angeles. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, hey, so let's go back um, back in the day. So I whipped, before we started, we were just going through some old dirt bike magazines that I have here. And uh, you test rode for most people. I mean, many people grew up with Jim Hawley on their wall. You know what I mean? I'm in, in the dark dirt bike. Uh, how much did that help you? How much did that benefit? Oh. I mean, you didn't get paid, but... How did that help you? I, I did get paid, though, in, in a roundabout okay. way. Yep. And, and how it, I got paid is if I'm on the cover of a magazine with an Arai helmet and yep. Scott Goggle so and all O'Neal your deals gear, were, yeah. I got paid. You know, When I went to renegotiate my contracts for yep. racing, they knew I got the coverage. I mean, let's face it, you know, uh, you know, print is print. Yeah. You know, bad or good. You yeah. know, I'm still on the cover. I'm still, you know, yeah. so, so that helped me in a roundabout way. And then also got my name out there and things yeah. like that and yeah. some of the crazy stuff we did. I know. Rick Simon, uh, super hunky, you know, and Tom yeah. Webb and Paul Clipper and all those guys. I mean, back in the, were those guys in the, all cool to work with? Absolutely. Like, I mean, they were all like, yeah. They, they, I, 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 do you, you fe- know, do you feel like it hurt your training and practicing though at all? Uh, a little or bit. Did? Little okay. Bit. Yeah. 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 Sure. I mean, hey, you, we need you, you to lose your focus. I mean, I was riding different bikes and <laughs> right. things like that. And Jim, we know and, you know we know you have Dallas Supercross coming up, but on Tuesday we need you at Indian Dunes on a YZ490. Yeah. No. Or whatever. Uh, yeah. Or we need you out in the hills on a, on a you know Harley yeah. Davidson jumping that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I did a lot of crazy things, but here's the other thing. Okay. You got to remember, I'm a privateer. I don't have a lot of money. Yep. I don't want to go hammer my bike, so why not hammer somebody else's <laughs> yeah, bike? Yeah, yeah. You know, but so would you moto down good. after? Oh, absolutely. Like, you'd be like, Are hey. you kidding? You're like, you got everything done here? We got all of our beauty shots and everything. Yeah, yeah. We're done? Okay, I'm going to go hammer a 45-minute moto. <laughs> On a stock CR250, yeah, though. But I, yeah, I'd do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to get the riding in somehow. Um, and so what was – did you ever, like, uh, just say – I? I I don't want to ride that bike. I don't want to test. I don't, I mean, no, how, no, just... I, no, I mean, I, I, that's one thing, you know, that I really enjoy about the different manufacturers and everything. Uh-huh. Some bikes are better in certain respects than other yeah. ones and others, but yeah, I mean, I, I was honest. I mean, I would tell them if the Yamaha was sucked, yeah. the Yamaha sucks this year. If the Honda's good, the Honda's good, man. I wish I had this bike when I was racing. I remember reading in one of these issues though, that when you became a factory guy, you had to scale it down a little bit. Yeah. yeah they they yeah, weren't, they yeah, weren't yeah, that no, stoked no, on they it. Were, they weren't happy on it. No. And, and, that, and that's, you know, you, you got to look at it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, they're, they're actually paying you now. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting paid to ride right. a motorcycle. And that, that kind of hurt me a lot. I right. mean, when I was a factory guy, because they also told me where I couldn't race and, and, and uh, I, yeah. I, I lost a lot of money overseas and over in Japan, schools and things like yeah. that. I mean, you know. We're, well, did you tell me one time, like, you actually probably made less money in 87 oh, as I a did. full factory ride, right? Like, you, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Because I couldn't do my international races. Are yeah. you kidding? You get five grand to go over there back yeah. in the day, cash money? That all went in my safe. What I'm, you- <laughs> I'm so mad nowadays that I turned down some deals in Malaysia and stuff because, you know, even though the kids of James, uh, my oldest, he just graduated yeah. San Diego State, and he's actually, right now, today, he is in Chicago, and he qualified for the uh, uh, amateur okay. U.S. Open. Yeah. So it's a big tournament. I mean, it's one of the top five tournaments in, uh, you know, yeah. the world for amateurs. Yeah, amateur and, uh, golfing, yeah. So anyhow, when when they call me up and they need some money, because even though they got scholarships, you still got to pay their cell phone bill. You still yeah, got to yeah. pay the gas in the car, the insurance, the food, this that. And when I send a check or wire yeah, money for five grand, I'm going, ah, oh, you know what? I should have probably went to Kuala Dude, Lumpur yeah. that time, or I should have <laughs> I should have went down to Australia to Perth on well, the other side. When I was working for Red Dog, uh, there, he would turn down thirty and forty grand for G- Genova, Genoa, or Geneva all day long. Never did any of them. And he told me I should have took those monies. Yeah. Like years, like years ago, he's like, I should have went to all those races. I'm like, yeah, no shit, dude. Like, I'd be like, dude, let's go. It's thirty thousand dollars. So I knew I could get some bonus money too, you know. Yeah. And he would just be like, nah, I'm good. 
And I'm like, wow. And, and it still happens in today. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, I take a lot of guys. I, t- I took Jason Anderson over to Sweden last yeah. year and Josh Hill and Alessi and a bunch of guys. But, I mean, I'm not going to name names. But, I mean, I, I, I offered, you know, twenty and $30,000 to guys. And they turned me down. Yeah. Go, Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, you want me to t- you might not think about it now. But trust me, when you get a little bit older, yeah. you got kids. I need four days of your life yeah, for when you, thirty when, grand. When you write that check to buy him a new car for $25,000. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll yeah. think of this day. You'll remember this day in 2014. It's, it is insane. If I if I was a racer today, I would take every like obviously not a couple every twenty thirty thousand dollar deal. I am taking. It is it, it, it's cash money. Oh, I know. It's yeah, cash. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no ten ninety nines on it. There's no right. nothing. You hide it, and, and believe me, yeah. some of the guys that I've worked with, I've told them. I mean, Andrew Short one year he went over when he was factor yeah. hundred. His eyes lit up, you know. And I mean, we're talking way more than thirty thousand yeah. dollars. And I said, you better have your mechanic, and you better have someone else carry this money because yeah, when you come across and you got over ten thousand, you got to declare it. Right. You got to declare. It. Yeah, Lachine told me one time he literally had like seventy five grand from a from a three week trip to all these places and he was just giving it to everybody he knew to take it you know yeah it happens i mean i've been over in europe and i've had you know luckily i've been on flights where other guys have been there or friends i've met this chick one time man i gave her like five grand man she's hot (laughs) to this day i still know her kim you know kim baxter in san francisco shocking (laughs) shocking um but okay getting back to the dirt bike thing um so you're working with, with super hunky uh, Clipper, like you said. Tom Webb was forever, of course. Mike Webb, now the manager of uh, of Yoshimura, who you've known forever, right? Yeah, we were doing uh, a yeah, T-shirt ad. You showed me. Right. I go, you know who that is? He goes, No, I go, That's Mike Webb. Right. That's James Stewart's team manager. Yeah, right. And Blake Baggett. What do you remember? Like, so you're riding these Yamahas, and they're not that good. But you rode Yamahas forever. You get on, I talked about, you get on like an 87 CR, an 86 CR, and it's good. They were good, yeah. No, I'm not going to say they weren't. They were good. It might have got, some lesser guys might have effed up their minds a little bit, you know? Yeah, but I mean. you're like, man, I know that. But I mean, look at it, look look at it this year. You know, you, you, you well, can, nowadays it's different. No, but but still, look okay. at look at back in 2012 and 13 in the 250F class when Yamaha wasn't carbureted. Yeah, they well, were the yeah. only manufacturers yeah. with the carburation, and they were struggling a little bit. Now they got the carburetor, you know, uh, fuel yeah. injected and everything, and now they're winning everything. You know, it runs in cycles. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you you got a couple years where this manufacturer's just killing. No, it. I know, but the cycle when you were in your prime, you were riding maybe one of the worst bikes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. In your prime. The Hondas were I, so I had good. a good mechanic. My dad did a lot to make yeah. that bike work. And you know, right. you're a former uh, mechanic yourself. Yeah, I know. Things, you can certain do stuff, things you sure. can do stuff to make right. it, and you, and you got to work on it. Uh, I mean, it's, worst pile of junk you ever tested for a dirt bike? You know, and, and, and I hate to say this because they're dominating now, and it's KTM. You okay. know, I remember in the mid-'80s, you know, Heinz Kindergartner wrote yeah. this thing in Europe, and you know, I go, really? <laughs> He won the championship. <laughs> Heinz did on this. One of this bike? Yeah, Heinz is a good friend of mine, you know. And I go, man, I, I, are you kidding me, you know? And I just, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah, that, that was, that was kind of hard. Which but, is even more remarkable to look at where they're at now. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. this, I mean, I have the utmost respect for Pitt Byron and, uh, you know, uh, Roger DeCostner and Ian yeah. Harrison and all those guys for what yeah. they did. But, you know, I just looked over at your Lachine story, and I wanted to get back to one okay. Lachine story that yeah. I had. Because oh, you, you I mean, said, hey, I well, want wait, an old day school. You probably have. Well, I have a ton tell. of them, but no, well, no this one is kind <laughs> okay. of funny because we were over in Japan because, you know, Motosan's here at Tune-Up, and uh, we, me and Ronnie, we went out, and I go, hey, Ronnie, I know a couple girls, and they were Israelis, and we yeah. were in Rapungi, and uh, okay. Rapungi's where all the models hang out and stuff. So all right, of course. Dog, there, dog is and, all about that. Yeah, and we, we hooked up with a couple gals and everything, and we went back and had a great time, went to end up spending the night. And Ronnie comes and pounding on my door the next day. He goes, you're not going to believe what happened. I go, no, what, what happened? <laughs> She didn't take any of my money. I left all my winnings out. And you said, you know, yeah. you have 75 yeah, I don't yeah. know how much he had. Right. But, but he, you know, he passed out on, in yeah. the bed or whatever. Yeah. And the chick left in, you know, 4 or yeah. 5 in the morning. And right. Israeli, they're very honest girls. <laughs> Did not take his money. He was so surprised <laughs> oh, about that's that. that's nice. That's a good Yeah, good. I, I was happy because right. I'm going, oh, man. That, geez, Ronnie, you yeah, really, yeah. you're that, your knucklehead, don't leave out, you know, thousands and right. tens of thousands of dollars of cash sitting on the other bed. But Dogger. I don't know. Maybe Ronnie was just throwing it up or yeah, something. Yeah, they were naked rain. running around making it rain. He was making, they're making it rain. Um, worst crash you had on a, on a test bike? Gonna, like, do you have one? a good one? Or? Like, yeah, where they're, like, well, hey, they're like, hey, Ollie, we want you to hit that berm, bounce off the tree, <laughs> do a sideways cross-up. Well, uh, not for Dirt Bike Magazine, but in, in 
the, the Japanese engineer, he felt really bad. It, uh, it was, uh, it, it's Glen Helen, but okay. it was called, uh, uh, what was it before Glen Helen? Yeah. Uh, a Royal Cycle Park? Was that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, Royal yeah, Cycle Park. Royal, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was back then, and we were testing, and, and on the throttles, and it was on a 490, I okay. remember, you know, when it mounts the bar, they're always looking to save weight and stuff, yeah. and they don't have a big surface where you can clamp onto yeah. the bar, and they were kind of shaving. He, he, I don't think he tightened the throttle up, and it was an off camber, and it was like third gear, and throttle side was down, yeah, down. you know, and man, the throttle slipped off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you talk about a get off man and straight to the ground yeah, oh yeah. he felt so bad I, I lucky i didn't get hurt or anything yeah, and yeah. i didn't test anymore that day because it, it rang my bell and i was just right. out of it but uh yeah he, he felt bad that day but that was probably the the worst one i mean i've had other ones but yeah not, not too yeah. much uh testing this I, I think the harley started to fall apart yeah uh, so the april fools issue dirt bike would do something every year but one year they had you on a har on a harley full saddlebags and everything yeah, and, and a BMW full dresser one time. I, yeah. That one held up a little bit more than the Harley, though. But saddlebags, I mean, Rick Hunky, you know, he, 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 uh, Rick Simon, he goes, hey, we're going to jump to I go, are you kidding? It was in his garage. <laughs> Running boards and everything. I go, really? We're going to tear it up. He said, nah, Harley said it's no problem, man. We can tear you it up. Do whatever you want. And, you know, now I look at it nowadays. And I go, man, what a knucklehead I was doing, jumping that thing, because I could have got hurt. Absolutely. You know, if something broke off. I mean, that, and this is, I mean, this is in the middle of your prime year racing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, what does Harley weigh nowadays? Right. I mean, yeah, think about I back in know. those days what it weighed. I don't know. Um, hey, BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Listen to this commercial from Racetech. Racetech, uh, Pulp MX 15 saves you 10% at Racetech. You probably use Racetech. Here and there. Yeah, Paul Feed. Yeah, I mean, good God. And uh, also, to Dirt Cheap Helmets, use the code RiderX to save 5% on the already cheap prices at dirtcheaphelmets.com. Listen to these commercials, and we'll be right back with a gentleman, Jim Holly. Hey, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Race tech people, racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with race tech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, eh, probably. 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Racetech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Racetech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com, and they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. DirtCheapHelmets.com is dedicated to protecting your head and your wallet. The site is hands down the coolest and easiest to use in the helmet world. DirtCheapHelmets.com is the one-stop shop to get helmets for you and everyone you love without breaking the bank. We have helmets for our grand opening starting at $40, and that includes free shipping. These are all new helmets that we get a great deal on and pass the savings on to the customer. This includes free shipping on all helmets and a no-hassle exchange policy. We have a wide range of brands including Fly, HJC, Shoei, G-Max, and more. Podcast customers can get 5% off these already smoking good deals by using promo code RIDERX. All right, we're back. BTOsports.com, RacerX Podcast. Use the code PulpMX to save yourself money. And uh, as well, Fox Racing, thanks to those guys. Jim Hawley in the PulpMX studio here. I can't believe it. Gentleman Jim. You got now, a lot of fans here that I ran into in Utah. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, Greg Cunningham. Okay. He, he used to remember when I raced. I ran into a lot of guys oh. because the uh, – the Japanese guys, you know, some old guys, hey, we remember when you rode and stuff, oh, yeah, and I'd yeah. sign a shirt away. Yeah, I go, yeah. oh, I feel bad. I'm signing. They need to get the good guys. You yeah, know, go get the real guys. Yeah, go, not me, you know. But uh, I, I told him I was going to be on, uh, you know, the show, and he's going to be listening. Oh, in. cool. We'll have to give him a shout-out later yeah. on. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. And now, you and I have done a career podcast, so this isn't really a Jim Hawley career podcast. We'll talk a little bit about it, but go search the archives. Search Jim Hawley's name on, on iTunes. It'll be up and. 
I don't know, a couple of years ago. I don't remember exactly. But um, You know um, something that I looked at and what? I showed my kids? The Racer X The Volt. Yeah. You know, thank God for computers oh, yeah. and the internet and things like that. I mean, oh, I printed out all my finishes oh, and all really? my yeah, results, yeah, yeah. and I counted how many races and, and, you know, the ones that, you know, I had problems with. I, I remember those. Yeah, you know, I, your I just, memory's really good. Yeah, like, I just, like Bradshaw, for example, like, I don't know if it's because he doesn't like the sport that much. I asked Damon stuff. He's like, ah, whatever. Like, some guys, even Timmy. Timmy doesn't really remember. Uh, uh, Dogger does. You do. RJ's got a good memory. Glover's got, like, some guys just remember all about their career. I think you're one of them, and it's fortunate. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. You can look back and I just did a podcast with Fred Andrews, and I went through the vault beforehand. That's Freddie, yeah. Yeah, I went through the vault, and I'm like, holy shit, Fred was good. Yeah. Like, tons of top 10 finishes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't really remember it, but the vault helps you. So, Racer X Vault, everybody. Check it out. That was great. Let's get into uh, a little bit of your Canadian racing. Now, that's how I got to, to, to really know you and follow your career. I mean, as a little kid, we didn't get any races on TV. We didn't go to Millville back then. Uh, it's first year in Millville. I went in, like, 88, but that's still eight hours away. So the only racing we had would be dirt bike magazines <laughs> and Jim Hawley, Jeff Hicks, Coming up to the Winnipeg Arena Cross, or we went to Calgary Supercross when Hannah was there. Hannah came up and stuff. Um, um, But in you and Rollerball, you know, we loved Rollerball because we saw him once a year at a national. He would dominate. He was the man. And we would see him here and there in the U.S. get some good finishes, so we always cheered him on. You know, something about Rollerball, you know, that a lot of the Canadian fans, I mean, you know, but, I, I mean, he he is an icon in, in yeah. Canada. I mean, he, yeah. he's he's what put Canada on the map. I mean, there were other guys before him. I know Eddie Cole yeah. went up there and raced in the 70s and late 70s Don't and things like that. Don't you feel, though, like he was a little underrated as a racer? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was, absolutely. His training absolutely. and, like, I mean... He was good. He, he was an animal. I mean, Ross was really – I mean, to go up there and, and a lot of people that, you know, I, I don't know how much they they follow the Canadian Nationals nowadays, but yeah. back then, yeah. it was three disciplines. It was a yeah. 125, it was a 250, it was a 500, until six about 86, motos. Until about 86, they did six motos a day. Yep. I mean, and, and Ross would dominate. Yeah. I mean, he would win all six sometimes, you yeah. know. And uh, No, but, I mean, you went up to – you went up – you know, you raced race – Races with Ross all over the world, I did. Yeah. But in the States and when he was riding Supercross. How many races do you think you raced rollerball in? Oh, tons. I mean, good God. Tons. I couldn't even. But, you know. 500 times? Yeah, at least lining up against that guy. (laughs) But you always knew you were going to get raced hard and you were going to get raced fair. Yeah. And whatever, you know, you do to him, he was going to do to you. And and, uh, But I I remember when we'd go to Canada and those Supercrosses, Ross would turn it up a notch. Yeah. He he, he was on his game. He wanted to win in front of his hometown crowd. He's very... And, and for folks, really. folks who don't know, like Larry Huffman, they bring Larry Huffman up. And Larry yep. would pit the Americans versus the Canadians, uh, which is good announcing. Yep. So w- all of us fans, we would be worked up. We wanted our rollerball to beat the American superstars. And he delivered. Yeah. I yeah, mean, he, yeah, he, he time, won his bro. fair share of uh, races yeah. when we went up there and stuff. I remember one time in uh, Calgary, we were talking about Tom Webb. Yeah. I got Tom Webb. Uh, you know, I, I said, hey, Tom, would you like to come up and cover the, yep. the race for the magazine? I can get your expenses paid through the promoter and stuff yep. like that. and so he came up, and I told the promoter, I said, yeah, you know, hey, just get my room with two beds. Tom can crash in there. Yeah. That'll save you. And just, you know, if we get the flights early enough, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I was riding practice, and there was one timing section where, you know, it's like, you, you, I don't know. I can't remember what it was. It was three or, or six of it. It was two. two. Yeah. But Tom says, I think you can do it in three and three. Three, three, three. Really? You think so, man? Yeah, because <laughs> Hannah's up here. Ross is on. Yeah. If I can get Alan that, King man, was there that night. Alan Jeff King. Hicks was there. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a big, yeah. big event in yeah. the McMahon Stadium, yeah. right? Yeah. Was, yeah, it wasn't Arena Cross. It was a big stadium. No, yeah, it was Super a big, full-blown, right. full-blown yeah. Super. Man, I hit that thing in the last. I, I, I missed the, the first three, and I, I hit my uh, <laughs> heel. I still finished up third that night in the main event, but I'll never yeah. forget that because Tom goes, hey, I really feel bad, man. I told you to do that. I go, well, <laughs> Yeah, don't ever yeah. tell me to do that again. <laughs> and I remember Hannah worked everybody at his works bike. Somehow yeah. they – like, how would they get his works bike up there? You know what I mean? Like, that's uh, weird. Just, yeah. Right. Like, I think Honda's got some pull up there. Honda uh, – he shows up, and he's on a factory yeah. uh, HRC bike. We're like, wow, this is serious stuff here. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, so you would – people don't understand, like – and actually, well, Jeff Stanton told me, too. Like, Stanton would literally make more money in the offseason than he did from his factory Honda contract. And you, Jim, you know, at a level beneath Jeff Stanton – People understand, like, you would literally, you know, race the Gainesville National. Hey, there's a week off, and then there's the Atlanta Supercross. Well, that week off, you're somewhere. Yeah. You're, you're somewhere racing to win money. 
Yeah, I mean, that's just I mean, how you had to do it back in those days. I mean, if you wanted to. I mean, I remember back when I first went to the Nationals, and you can't do it nowadays, but uh, it was PJ1, PJ Harvey. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think he would give me like 50 bucks a manor. Uh, I mean, fifty dollars a weekend and electro helmets. Okay. If I would go before the track walk and put up banners around the really? track, yeah. I mean, that's that's how far back it was where you could put up a banner without having. You would to do pay that. For it. I would do that to make the money. <laughs> I would. I mean, that's how that's how broke I was. I mean, my dad yeah. was a plastering contractor, yeah. and you know that's it. Right. And a lot of times, you, you know, like uh, Eric Kehoe and George Holland and guys, yeah. they would they would come up to. They go, you, you must have been out on the sand pile working construction, plastering with your dad this week. I go, why? Well, look at my number plates, man. You're putting your wheel in, pushing us out of the way. I go, yeah, I was. Because yeah. my dad said, hey, look, you don't well, make it in racing. This is what you get for it. There's that for. infamous poll in one of those motocross actions where they polled every rider, and they said, hardest rider to pass. And it was you and Rollerball, and there was a posed photo of you guys with arms around each other. <laughs> Obviously, they had told you how pumped you were. But you had a n- notorious reputation for – yeah, you know, either I'm going to I'm going to pass you hard or, or I'm not going to let you get by me very easy. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, That's, case in point would be this weekend up in, in the National. I mean, you know, Kenny Roxon's leading this thing and Dungey comes up, makes him pass. And there was no fight. Yeah. Come on, fight back, <laughs> stick a wheel in, man. Right. Like, rough him up a little God, bit. Some of the things that you saw when you were calling Supercross in the booth and they, the uproar over that and you were like. But really? Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe some of those calls. You know, like, I just, really? That, that like the the, like, the, the the Chad Reed black flag. Yeah, you're gonna tie his hands because of that. <laughs> you're like, I would have broke that guy's tip fib. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just glad we didn't have you know. Internet well, har- and, hardest pass you ever had done on you or did to someone. Ah, uh, you know, Does one stand out. Well, one, one stands out for me. I mean, uh, and he's not a professional rider. He was a professional okay. dirt track rider. Okay. Dana Hansen. He's out of okay. uh, Roseburg, Oregon. He, okay. He'd come down, and and, uh, and Robert Hansen's they're like my cousins. Well, my dad was racing professional dirt track. Their mm-hmm. dad, and you know, I, yeah. I call him my Uncle Bob, but he really wasn't blood, but that's yeah. how close right. we were. I mean, he, he saved my life. I mean, one time, uh, you know, we were in the garage, and where's Jimmy? I'm over there, and I was over there in the corner. I was like two years old, and I was beat red and i was choking i swallowed a bolt no. and bob was looking for the you know the top of the uh, yeah. acorn nut for a, a yeah. triumph you know yeah. where's that bolt he goes over and he dumps me upside down and i spit it out and he put it back in and i was okay you know so that's the <laughs> yeah, connection yeah, yeah. that i have with the hansons you know <laughs> right. so dana wanted to come down and, and tom webb was helping him out and so i was training him and, and hey you need to train for motocross yeah. stuff. well you know he came into a corner and and I, I, I center punched him pretty hard. Right, right, I mean, I didn't right. mean to, but I just, you know how, yeah, you know, yeah. he's like a, a brother to me, you yeah, know, so, yeah. but an older brother and a big brother, you know, yeah. you know, the Rick Burgett, the lumber yeah, lumberjack guy, guy. Yeah, Michigan, big guy. Right. Well, that's how Dana was, right? Yeah. So I'm a, I was a little, I bumped him out of the way. Dana got so pissed off. He cut the track on the international track at the, at the Indian Dunes. He okay. cut the track, and he center punched me so hard, man. He took me. You ever do that again, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dana. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I didn't sorry, bro. Yeah. Oh. Oh. But that was just practice, yeah. you know. Right. But racing, I, I don't know. I think that. Yeah. Uh, did, did any of the big factory guys ever get kind of pissed at you? I mean, did you have a good relationship oh, yeah, with them? Yeah. yeah. I but, mean, Wardy, I mean, he, you know, I remember in the, the, the Cotton Bowl. I mean, okay. Wardy was, he was livid, man. Yeah. He, he was wanting to come over <laughs> and fight me. And I go, are you kidding me? <laughs> you gotta fight. Come on, <laughs> you know I. You know I, I'm. I'm a fighter. I'm not yeah. gonna give. Like, I'm not like, gonna give you a position. You're gonna earn it. If you pass me, yeah. I'm gonna pass you back. That's like, the you don't ever line. remember being intimidated by any of these dudes, no. right? Like, yeah, like no. because you do see that here and there. Like, I see. You know, some of these guys. Say, if a Dungey gets a bad start or a Roxon, I see them pass some dudes where I'm like, come on, man. You knew that it was Roxon, so you moved over. But that would never be you. Like, no. Like, like, no, no, no. Another yeah. time in the Seattle Kingdom, I, I look at Ronnie uh, yeah. hanging up on the thing, and we were in a heat race at the Kingdom, and it was pretty rutter or whatever. And yeah. Ronnie had fell in a rut, and I was right behind him, right? And I was trying to get out of him, and he's yeah. trying to not pull me down with him. You know, stuff. <laughs> so anyway, I went around him, and, and he pissed me off. And I went over to the truck after him. Roy, uh, Roy Turner was the yeah. team manager. Tell Ronnie to come out of the box here, man. I need to talk to that guy. Yeah. I go, you know, what? what's he doing? He right. fell in front of me. I didn't even hit him or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. And I'm being a nice guy and waiting. And he's trying and to he's knock trying, me down, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I go, come on. We were running one, two. And right. I got a chance to win a heat race yeah, here. And yeah. I, I didn't win it. I, he pulled me down. I was pissed. Right. What was your best? Uh, I think your best finish was a 
third, fourth, fourth. Okay, yeah, Daytona, fourth, fourth Daytona. If you're talking Supercross, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, I mean, I won a lot of Supercrosses all over the world, yeah, but man, yeah. I could never. Things would happen, yeah. and the podium would go away, or whatever. And a few top fives in nationals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a few oh, top yeah. fives yeah, in, yeah. In, in, yeah. in nationals. Yeah. So '86 comes. You have your, your, your number. Your number uh, twelve. Yeah. And you get a factory Yamaha rod. Yeah. And you have a better year. Yeah. And you get number ten. Yeah. And this is like the day of like eighty seven, yeah. I, I didn't have a ride. And they just said see you later. Yeah, pretty much. And nobody was interested, like nobody else. I mean, those are the days that Honda Cowie had two guys, Honda had three guys. Yeah, or, I, mean, you know I mean everybody was sick. I mean yeah. I, I still rode Yamaha, I just yeah. I just didn't and, and you know, it might have been a blessing in disguise because right. then they didn't have the ties to me and tell me where to race and stuff. But yeah, I still so you were got back so, on you were back I still on your... supported with Yamaha and, yeah. and getting parts and bonuses and things like that, but yeah. I just didn't I didn't get that check every month coming in the mail. Would you always just get Yamaha continuously, or would they match it, or how would that go? How would no, they do that? I would that? have some other other okay. bonuses. Other bonuses, yeah. Yamaha would yeah, get, they, they it do way. it nowadays and stuff yeah. and things like that. Would you stuff. always? How many bikes would you get at the? How many bikes would they give you? Oh, I, could, I could get as many. There wasn't really a. Oh really? It was whatever you need. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you got to remember back then, uh, you know, that's a, a different time and era. Yeah. Now, I mean, now when you go to the dealer meetings, uh, the dealers uh, all over the country, they order. Pre yeah. what they want. And then, you know, back then, Yamaha just said, yeah, ship us over, you know, thousands and thousands of units. And Yamaha got, right. you know, in trouble. Not in trouble, but they had to house these units yeah. that the dealers didn't buy. Yeah, yeah. So there, there was a lot of bikes that yeah. we could get. Yeah. You're like, hey, I need a 250. All right, just come down and get yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. Just pick it up and, yeah. and get the bike. Yeah, right. that was okay. Would you sell them at the end of the year? Yeah, or yeah. Back? They, okay. No, they yeah. give them to me. They were cool for you yeah, to, to were, sell them? Yeah, Because yeah. um, Yamaha doesn't want to deal with them. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. what they do is, you know, you were down there, you, yeah. you go see John Allison in the back, and yeah. there's a whole big, I mean, you could have YZs, loan pool. you could have, a loan pool. Yeah, yeah they, they have everything, and a dealer comes in and just bids on that lot, you yeah. know, like, okay, there's a few street bikes, there's a quad in there, there's yeah, a scooter, yeah. Yamaha, yeah. you know, Zuma, whatever, a couple YZs, right. blah, blah, and they just bid on it, so yeah. they would just, if they can get rid of that and, and, and just, you know, yeah. hey, we're all right with it, they can ride it off. Yeah, now, no, right? I, yeah, no, absolutely. Um Mickey Thompson series. Uh, yeah. You won it twice? Twice, yeah. Twice, two-time Mickey Thompson series. And again, like you were done with Supercross a little bit, but talk about a, like you were coming around at the right time. You're at the end of your Supercross career, but still very competitive. And now you're in this other series with, you know, it's not as dangerous tracks. It's pretty easy for a guy like you. Uh, I don't oh, know about oh, that. No, they right? were dangerous. We ran them backwards. I guess true, right? You had the ramps. Yeah, yeah the other. Yeah, where you were going flat way. ground straight up. Yeah, Atlanta. They were dangerous. I mean, uh, did you have fun doing that? Was yeah, that? I did. It was I nice. did. Yeah. It did. And it was cool. You know, they were trying new things. I mean, a, a lot of people, you know, nowadays, they, they, you know, a lot of people don't like chains. They're traditionalists yeah. and they don't like a lot of chains. But that's back when you wore the streamer. If you won yeah. your heat race, you started on you got the passing back. points. Yeah, passing. Well, passing dollars. Every Okay. Guy was a pass. That yeah. was, that was, you know, that's dangerous it, it, for, for Jim Holly to yeah, be like, "Hey, yeah. we're going to pay you." Right, and it wasn't a, a twenty dollar bill. It was, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars this yeah. pass, two hundred this pass, and you know, on up. There's nobody the I'd want to be ahead of for, <laughs> that needed one hundred fifty dollars than Jim Holly. Yeah. Well, well one, you know, one of the things I remember was in Phoenix at uh, ASU Stadium over there because mm -hmm. the trucks, you know, the the. Uh, you know, the off-road trucks, yeah. the Ivan Stewart's and guys yeah. like that, Walker Evans, they were there. They got the big tires. They're coming out of the track backwards. Yeah. Well, those trucks, I mean, they got so much torque. Yeah. The ruts would be so gnarly. Would well, they really be? Yeah. yeah, be and, that, yeah. and we're jumping backwards. I landed this one time in a rut, and yeah. it, it wrapped my rear brake around and slid me out oh. and everything. <laughs> and another kid hit me. Right, and I forget who it, it might have been. Uh, a kid out of uh, Jeff Mulberry, okay, and uh, he was out of uh, uh, Lancaster, okay, uh, yeah, Palmdale. Yeah, he hit me so hard, and he crashes. And I remember I was down there. I thought I broke my femur and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. go, oh, please don't be broken. I got to go to Canada next week. I'm like, really good buddy, man. What am I doing? I got to go to Saskatoon. Yeah, but they were, uh, but they were, right. they were gnarly tracks yeah. that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, they weren't th that rough or whatever. Yeah. But just you had to deal with the trucks. And right. re remember, the trucks have they come out of a, a sweeping right hand corner. Yeah. They hit a nice loft jump, and a jump just steps back. Yeah, and you guys are hitting it the other way. Yeah, and you just... had good guys riding that. I mean, the, the yeah. Volan brothers were there, Tyson and Talon, Dude, Mike Craig. I mean, all. The those first, guys. first one I ever went to, McGrath. McGrath won San Diego. I was like, "Who is this kid? He won it." 
Yeah. He was on a Cowie. And we're like, ah, all right, some kid won it, you know. Yeah. Did you make good money doing that? Was yeah, it, absolutely. It, yeah, it was good? Yeah, yeah it was great. And it, it was a, it was a so, nice series because it was basically based on the West Coast. I yeah. think the furthest east we went – uh, New Orleans, okay. uh, super, you know the Superdome. Super Dome, yeah, yeah, that was about it. You know, you had Texas, you had Dallas and yeah. Houston, things like that. Right. They were easy. And you weren't and, doing nationals and, and, either. And yeah. they, no, and they yeah. were spread out. Yeah, they weren't every weekend. You'd have one because the truck guys, they, they you know, they tore those things up. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't go back to <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that, you'd right. have two or three weeks in between one. So it was kind of nice. You yeah. could do some other stuff. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, like it's, it's a nice little deal for you. Like you're not as intense as the Supercross motocross and still make money and yeah, win no, races. I, and, I remember to this day, you know, that, that Yamaha guys, you know, they sat me down they say look you know this mickey thompson series man you could be you know you could be re- right yeah. in on on something yeah. here i think it's right up your alley and this and that would you like to do it and i said yeah absolutely so absolutely. your last year supercross was 89 no no 87 87 what yeah really seven yeah you never did any after that i i did one and and uh what? What? i did okay. one after that when koji was over here okay and that was in the in the early 90s you just did one for fun or well no not oh. for fun it was a training tool because okay. When he would go out and ride and test, and, and I would test with him yep. and ride with him and push yep. him and stuff, he would ride. And then I'd watch him get out there on the track, and he, he was, like, nervous, and he didn't, like, yeah. I, I was, you know, his partner. You yeah, know, I yeah, wasn't yeah. out there with him. Right. So I go, well, you know what? I'll get an AMA license again. I got 321. I remember that. You know, I had a three-digit number again. And I went on. I, I rode a couple Supercross. I just, what year know, would this have been? That would have been like the 90, right? The Mickey Thompson stuff. Okay, I was still yeah. doing that. 91, like, 92 Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. 93. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. I have to look at my AMA card and look what the last year right. that was. But uh, Let's pull you up in the vault. Maybe it's in yeah, the vault. it might be. Oh, well, no, because you wouldn't no, have made the main event. I didn't, I didn't make, make the main right, event. you got to no. make the main event. I right. just went out there and practiced and, and went there and, and pushed him a little bit. You know, just, you know, like when you ride you know yeah. from a guy if you go to a different country he's japanese he doesn't speak any language yeah. that well he's over here and he's just thrown into yeah, this yeah, yeah. arena with all these guys if i was there with him it's kind of like you yeah, know yeah. helped him out a lot <laughs> and, and so that's what i did I, yeah. I went out but i i couldn't do it anymore yeah but i just go so, and ride practice with like 80 so 80 i'll tell you exactly when i quit okay and, and well, i was, say, was there a, a moment fan. was there a moment or yeah yeah, there was a moment for the outdoors. Okay. I'll, I'll talk about the outdoors. Yeah. I was in Montreal, and you know Montreal was good to me. Oh, yeah. Pound of gold yeah, each time I gold. won that right, Supercross right, up right. there, and I still got some, so do the math. Uh, Fred Andrews listening. told me he still got his. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, get the, yeah. Uh, you get the little Troy ounces, and they got 12 of them. And yeah. I thought uh, those guys, uh, Buddy Ford and, yeah. and uh, Pierre Carbet. Pierre, Pierre, yeah. I thought I was getting kind of screwed out of some because they only gave me 12. And I go, hey, wait a minute. I got 16 ounces to make a pound. They go, yeah. no, gold's medicine and Troy ounces, and you only get 12. <laughs> I go, are you sure? And I left, and it was <laughs> right, right. right. But right. Anyhow, so I went up Roller there. Rollerball must have crashed. I'm, uh, I'm kidding. Know, I'm joking. No, I beat him straight yeah, up, man. Yeah. He was pissed that oh, day. I oh, bet. he was he was hammered, man. He, he <laughs> And I had a good – it was a good – and I remember that uh, – and. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Mark Stellybrass, yeah. he was working at Yamaha. Yeah, he was the Yamaha guy. promotes all the, uh, you know, we, we flew up to Toronto and uh, did a little testing on the bike. Stock, box, yeah. stock, yeah. motorcycle. Box, <laughs> stock. No no suspension tuning. Nothing. In. Just went in, broke it out, drove across to Montreal, and won the event on a box, stock. I, I remember crazy. it because the Yamaha ran a big win ad. Yeah, and they yeah. were really happy that... Right. You, you talk about those earlier years when the bikes weren't that good. They mm-hmm. were good back then. Yeah. You could take a stock motorcycle and go up there. And, right. and granted, the track wasn't as yeah. gnarly as a regular yeah, yeah, Supercross. But still, but well, yeah. still yeah. it was legit. Drove all night. Got to Binghamton, New York. Okay. I think, I, I don't know what I finished that day. You can look on the vault, 1987. Look, look it up. I, I don't think it was a good finish. But back then... The payout line used to wait in the AMA trailer, and you hand an envelope, and that was your cash for the payout line, right? Yep. So I go there, and I'm, I'm getting paid, and I open up my envelope, and I said, I looked at everybody. I said, well, you guys saw me ride my last national. I am done. I'm going to go do international events. And Come I'm on. Just, that really, that really? was it. That was it. I was done. I was done. Because of the payout, you were just like... Well, yeah, I mean, I, I worked my butt off, you know, and I, I made that money, and I drove all night, but, you know, the night before, I won in Montreal. Yeah. 21st, I mean, uh, you went, uh, no, you had two more races after that. Did I? Troy, Ohio, and Millville. That same year? Same year, after Broom, after yeah. Broom. But uh, you were probably like, I'm done after this year. Well, maybe it was. And yeah. then you had some other nationals in 88. But you were, yeah, but just local, yeah, where yeah, were those yeah, at? Yeah. Uh, well, no, Redbud, you got eight. Yeah, well... That might have been local, Midwest. <laughs> well, see, your last, now, your last, super cross, your last super cross was 89. It was 16th, 89. 16th place in L.A. Wow. Coliseum. Yeah. But, but 
that was probably it that year of '89. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, that, those were local. See, because here, here was my mindset, and I'll tell you where I was at back yeah. then. After that Montreal, you know, and, and yeah, you I was, doing, I, I was yeah. doing a lot of international races. Yeah. But here's the key: you still got to keep your name out there with the AMA stuff, because yeah, yeah. that's what the other promoters around that's the what world they see, were looking right, at. Yeah. I don't have to ride the whole series, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I got to make my name, and, and yeah. that's why my name and was shown. And the magazine stuff in, helped too. And all the magazine, time. Yeah. and then I transi- transitioned over in the yeah. 1990s uh, over into the uh, ultracross stuff for the Mickey and, Thompson. And, and we're, we'll wrap this thing up here, but we haven't even got into like the stunt work, Jim. You had another sort of that you're still doing, but another side career of stunt man. Stunt work that I know Rich Taylor and Dave Castillo, good friends of mine, and, and you obviously too. The money is just ridiculous for that. You know what I mean? I mean, it, well, it, it, it's not it, fun, but yeah. It's, but even nowadays, I mean, we've merged with uh, After and the residuals. I mean, all the producers are. You know, we used to have a big piece of that pie for residuals, and uh-huh. they're cutting it down. I, they'll tell you. But uh, yeah, the residuals are sick. I mean, I think yeah. for the Italian job, I think. Uh, Man, I might have made sixty thousand dollars yeah. on just residuals. Yeah, that's, yeah, even, yeah. that's not yep. adjustments yep. or working. Yep. It's just it, a check comes good. what every month or what is it? Uh, every quarter, usually. every quarter. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and SAG keeps an eye on that. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know how to keep an eye on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. And all of a sudden, it just twelve show. grand. Yeah, nice Italian <laughs> job. I'm gonna go buy another house. <laughs> no, it's nice. That that stunt thing is really. I mean, that's and that's like on the side whenever you kind of you know whenever you're free, like all that kind of so. Yeah, nice. no, I, I got to thank the Epper family, you know, for getting me in on that. God, I mean, it was Jimmy, just, uh, you got so you know. much going on. Yeah. So I've been, yeah, hell of a life. You've had a hell no, of a I've life. No, I've had a good, I, I've had a good, Where know, haven't you gone that you'd like to go? You, you know, I'd like to go to Alaska. And, and, and that, and, That's really easy. And, 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 no, but and we talk about that. I had a chance to go to Alaska and make money, and I turned it down. I go, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to take this weekend off, and right. I should have went to Alaska. But uh, so you want to go to Alaska, and that's about it. Yeah. Well, and I think I, you know, I, I want to ride a motorcycle like from LA down to Guatemala. I used to do a lot okay. of uh, stuff in Guatemala yeah, yeah. and Costa Rica yeah. for uh, uh, Delta and Derby with uh, Philip Morris Company, oh, okay, the cigarette yeah. company. Yeah, yeah. Back there in those countries, you can get paid. And yeah. Gene Trombaugh, he used to work. At Suzuki, and then he headed up in sport. Uh-huh. He was our manager for oh, me and Willie Simons. Oh and, no uh, way! We go down there and kill it, man. Yeah. We have a good time. It's just <laughs> excellent. Uh, What's the most money you got paid to race, or one, or anything? Uh, one, I think probably the uh, the bonuses from. Uh, the uh, World Supercross okay. Championship. Yeah. Oh, so that was in that your contract. Time. That was in your contract. Well, no, that was the that was the bonus from the AMA. Oh, to, oh. to win it. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a a, a good bonus. I what think. was it? Do you remember? I think it was twelve, fifteen thousand, something like that. Oh, so not even that crazy. No, it's yeah, not yeah. that crazy. It's not hundreds of thousands yeah, yeah, of dollars yeah. like they win now. Right. Like you know, Dungey wrapped up that championship. I couldn't imagine what he, his bonus. It's a million was at least. That. Yeah, yeah, at least. The, but but he also won the event too that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got a bonus yeah. for that. That was probably at least a hundred. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll have to ask him. You think he'll tell us? No, I don't. Not at all. <laughs> um, the Rodeo Cup, where you won the uh, the clinched the World Supercross title. You and John Vanderburk going down to the yep. wire. But there was that crazy thing where if you want a heat race, you were going to start on the back row, and then you weren't. And, and yeah. Homera and, and Dogger and all these guys sort of faked injuries at the heat races to, to, to get in the, in the front row. Um, all that's going on, and there's all that talk. And, you know, even RJ got on the mic, called everybody out. Right. Because oh. RJ didn't sandbag. Right. He won his heat. But how weird was I mean, you're like, guys, shut up. I'm, I'm trying to win this title. Well, we knew going in. I mean, that was uh, Mike Goodwin was promoting yep. that. And, you know, Mike Goodwin, the, the, the creator of Supercross yeah. 1972, the Super Bowl yeah. of Motocross, all that, and the history There's that he's had. There's a book to be written about Mike Goodwin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, he's in jail. I mean, I maybe know. he can write, write something there and help pay back some restitution. Was he uh, as out, out there Thompson. as they make it sound, like fur coats and coming out? Oh, like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Was he... I mean, I, I remember one time in uh, – you know, I was just up and coming. I wasn't riding Supercross, yeah. but I was riding outdoors. And, you know, he'd be able to track the LA Coliseum. A lot of the guys were kind of complaining about, oh, man, this track's too gnarly. No, no. And Mike goes, well, I'll ride it, and I'll show you it's not gnarly. And he wasn't a good rider. <laughs> and he watered himself and broke his leg or something. <laughs> but he went out there and showed the guys that, hey, yeah. I'm going to try it, so you need to try it, you know. Oh, but, no uh, okay, so anyway, so back to the my Goodwin Rodeo Cup thing. So, so I, I knew going in yeah. we were going to have a double start. Yeah. Guys who win the heat race, they're going to start on the back yeah. row and all that. Just to kind, of, they were trying, like I said, yeah. different Thinking things. Thinking outside the box, just right. trying different yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, you know, like like 
Feld Motorsports does right. with the, the, the Monster Mo- Energy Cup yeah. coming up in October 17th. You <laughs> know, get that the, plug in. Way yeah, got to get, get it in there. And, uh, you know, the Joker lane. Yeah. Uh, starting outside with yeah. two starts and they meet in the middle. I mean, you, you got to try different things. And Mike Goodman was an innovator in that and trying those different things. Mm-hmm. So I knew going in that it, it was going to be a little bit weird, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. But, you know, my mindset was just, hey, I, I got to beat John Vandenberg. And I remember yeah. Brock Glover, he was injured and he didn't ride it, his navicular. And he yeah. was doing some broadcasting. Uh-huh. And on the broadcast, he looks at me and goes, oh, John Vandenberg should get an Academy Award for that performance, the sandbag. You, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, I mean, guys yeah. were leading races, have 10-second yeah. lead, and yeah. then all of a sudden they go up the Dogger, peristyle. Dogger stopped up the peristyle. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. looked at his bike like something happened to his bike or whatever. It, but, you know, that didn't work. They yeah. tried it, but it didn't yeah. work. But it must have been a little hectic for you. or No, you didn't care. You're like, well, all it, I got to do is beat Vandenberg. Yeah, it was hectic because, I mean, I got off in the heat race, and I didn't transfer directly out of the oh, heat. Oh, okay. And, so. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got off, got back on my motorcycle and looped out and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. My mind was just so right. focused on <laughs> and jacked up on trying because I'd never been in that position yeah. of winning a championship. I knew the money on the line, what it was going to be. Yeah. It was in my backyard at the L.A. Coliseum, a lot of family and friends there. I'm, I'm going against uh, John Vanderberg, a yeah. Dutch rider. You know, I want to beat the Dutch, right, you know, right, right. and all that stuff. So I had all that going in my mind. Who can, who, who can forget the great rivalry between America and Holland? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, thanks for doing this, man. Hey, not I a was. problem. Any, anytime just, I'm passing through, I, yeah. I have 15 heads God, I feel like we could talk for another two hours. Oh, we stories, could. We could. You know? We could. Um, I'll come back. Yeah, that'd be great. The Voice of Supercross Live, gentlemen Jim Hawley, uh, here in the btosports.com uh, uh, RacerX uh, podcast studios. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. Always a good time. And, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see you at the Monster Cup. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory... We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. You crazy. Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the years.